Welcome to the Best of Women's Fiction podcast. I'm Lainey Cameron, and in this podcast, I interview authors I admire. If you enjoy the podcast, I'd love if you subscribed and gave it some stars. Today, I'm thrilled to share an interview with one of the best supporters in the writer community, USA Today and Amazon bestselling author, Rochelle Weinstein. She's an author that I admire her work. She's really good at getting you to turn the page and getting emotion on the page. And I'll just say that these are great books to study for that. We chat about her latest release, This Is Not How It Ends, but Rochelle has several bestselling books before this one, and I'd encourage you to check them all out. In our interview, she has great insights on the ups and downs of the writing and publishing process and the importance of kindness. So Rochelle, thank you for joining me today. Thanks, Lainey. I'm so glad to be here to meet you in right. not so person. <laughs> as close as we get these days, right, in the virtual world. Right. So talking of which, where are you? Where are you joining me from? I am in beautiful Miami, Florida, and I really wish that everybody could see it's a picture perfect day, like 70 degrees and blue skies. And we'll show people later how to follow your Instagram, but we were just chatting before we started about how you have these beautiful blue water, like a hundred shades of blue pictures on your Instagram. I love it. Thank you. I really enjoy nature photography. So that's another passion of mine. And I love sharing that with my readers. So let's talk about This Is Not How It Ends, which has done fabulously. And the reviews, um, for what it's worth, the top words that come up in the reviews of this book are beautifully written, love and lost, and the Florida Keys setting. People love the setting in the Florida Keys. So talk to me about this book. Tell, tell our listeners here who might not have had a chance to read it yet what it's about. Okay. So um, This Is Not How It Ends. Here she is. I, I feel as though this is not how it ends pays homage to my first self-published book, which was uh, what we leave behind. And it was this quintessential love story. And I really wanted to go back to my love story roots. Um, I was thinking like the notebook, like the books that really pulled on my heartstrings, the notebook and me before you. And I wanted to God willing write something even close to those um, masterpieces that really um, touched upon heartfelt emotions, friendship, love, letting in and letting go. And I, I can't say too much about it because there is a monster reveal in the book, but um, I, I've heard from a few readers that it is a couple tissues worthy, maybe a box. <laughs> I seem to remember that I, I used some tissues while reading it. Um, you achieved your goal with me at least. <laughs> Well, it's interesting also because you you read the keywords and someone wrote beautifully written and listen that touches any author to hear about beautifully written but i just received a a note from someone on instagram a stranger a reader and it was the most heartfelt powerful message about how she had lost her husband two years before and how this book helped her in so many ways and I, I was it, I was bawling when I read her letter. I told her that she was my hero, that I can't be hers. Uh, now we follow each other. I sent it to my agent and my editor. We were all like blown away. And to me, my, my, to my, my point is that's the beauty in writing. And that was what I wanted to accomplish in this book. So that one that one reader really made the difference for me. 
That She's is the most, wow. That is the most we can hope for, right? As writers, that we touch that one person. I, I remember saying that to a friend before my debut came out that that I wasn't writing for the world. I was hoping just one or two people would feel like the book helped them and had a, an impact in their life. So that's amazing. Right. Yeah. And um, let's take a quick peek at a review here of the book um, from Karma Brown, who's a, also a best-selling author, just like you. I thought she caught it well, where she says, your, your main character is caught between two love stories, neither of which she expected, both of which come with great loss, poignant and evocative you've crafted a story that draws you in and won't let go. And exactly what you said, keep the tissues nearby, especially for the heartbreaking yet gratifying conclusion. What a, what a I'm just going to have Karma write my books for me. She writes so beautifully. She is one of my favorite authors though. So if you had, so anyone out there, Karma's amazing. Her books are amazing. Awesome. So for an author like you, who's had several books, you're a bestseller. When you're editing a book like this, does it go through a lot of change during editing? Like what, what might readers not guess about where it started versus where it ended? Well, every book is different. So it's just, and, and my point of, of telling you this is how every single book is different. Like some books are going to come easier to you. Like my agent was telling me, you know, maybe it was the pandemic. You know, I thought I was in this idyllic like location writing in the mountains and, you know, having the beach and, it just, the words were pouring out, but maybe they weren't the right words. Maybe there was the stress of the pandemic. Maybe it was also, I'm a huge reader. So I oftentimes, a lot of, a lot of authors will tell you don't read while you're writing because it can mess with your voice. And um, you just, you know, I think this year, I think the pandemic in particular was very difficult on my writing process. So I don't, I know I'm not answering the question about this is not how it ends because it had a totally different editing experience. What some readers may not know is that the almond allergy in the book was my almond allergy and that I did go through Nate therapy. So that's like a little bit of kernel of truth. But that book didn't give me near the trouble that this latest book is giving me. That's fascinating. And I'm sure, like you say, many authors, um, writers, maybe who are not published yet, are going to be heartened to know that it's not like it's the debut author who has to work forever on the book and everybody else. It's always very easy. I love that idea that it's just different book to book. Each book is different. And, oh, yes. and, and I had a wonderful conversation with a, with an, an aspiring author the other night and she called me under the pretense, you know, best-selling author and this book is doing so well. And blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, I said to her, look, I said, nothing's ever what it seems in this world. I said, all those authors you see and they're all enjoying their lives and their sales and their book clubs and whatnot. And it's, it's great and it's wonderful, but we've all, we all go through it. I'm sure you go through it yourself. I mean, the ups and the downs, three steps up, two steps back, um, you know, just, you, you know, your work, you know, being reviewed and being annihilated and having an idea. And then you see somebody else has that idea or your book gets rejected. Um, it is a continuous process and there are ups and downs along the way and you just have to keep going. And that's a perfect segue into writing advice. I, we were just talking before we started about how you started self-published and you moved from there. Like, what do you tell people who are kind of trying to work out their own path or earlier in the journey? What advice do you give? Oh, I have so many little nuggets of, of, uh, Gems. Um, number one, I, I like to tell aspiring writers to manage their expectations. 
manage your expectations and know what you want out of your book. You have to know your goal. Why did I write this book? Do I want to become a New York Times bestseller? It's not easy. This is not how it ends really was an easy write for me because I feel that it was, again, just this emotion that I was pouring out on the page. So that book took me two months to write. And we, we went through some, you know, edits. It was a dual timeline, which was challenging and tricky. But what I should, I, I, I'm, I'm going to segue right now to the book that I'm writing now so that writers out there understand what goes into this process. It typically takes me about a year to write a book, nine months to a year. Then we go through, you know, the edits and whatnot. I personally love editing. I love somebody, you know, pointing out the, the little kernels that need to be exploited. But um, the book that I'm writing now has gone through probably 22 iterations um, from start to finish. It is the book that's probably going to wreck me. Do I want to write multiple books? A lot of publishing houses want to see commitment. They want to see you keep writing books. It's, it's fine to have one book, but if you write one really well, it would be even better to have five or six of them. I always tell aspiring writers that they must get professionally edited. And I can't say enough about Tiffany Yates Martin. I'm going to give her a plug because she has pulled many of us out of the trenches and she has been able to really hone in on the weaknesses in your manuscript, your saggy middle, your characterization development. It's not your mother. It's not your best friend. It's difficult to give constructive advice to people that you love. So I recommend a professional edit. So I guess my three current, my three nuggets would be get professionally edited, manage your expectations, know your goal. And number four, which is with differentiates the successful writers from the not successful is never giving up. That, that is really common advice. Like, like I was just listening to Barbara Conroy's um, episode from last year and that was her advice is like, don't give yeah. up. And she's getting published in her seventies. And her point yeah. was like, it's never too late. Don't give up. Don't think your opportunity has passed you by. And yeah. um, so as you mentioned, Tiffany Yates Martin, I'll give a plug for her book, which happens to, happens to be sitting on my desk right now. If you can't afford a full developmental edit, this is an amazing book called Intuitive Editing that kind of walks you through her thought process of how she goes about editing a book. That is our Bible. <laughs> Me too. Goddess. We pray to the goddess Tiffany. <laughs> We're going to make her watch this episode. Um, so what about reading? Um, I know, like you said, it can be challenging, right? While you're writing to read, but like, what have you been reading and what do you appreciate? I'm a huge reader to my, and it's a detriment. It's my detriment because again, I, I, I read an author's book and I'm, their voices are in their characters or in my head. But um, I read everything. I actually brought a little, little show and share today. Ah, let's um, do it. Show, show and okay. tell. So I'm reading Becoming Duchess Goldblatt because my amazing sister-in-law told me that I have to and I do whatever she tells me. And then I will say 2021, I've had a little bit of a hard time reading. 2020, I, wrote, I read a ton. I only, I've only, I'm embarrassed to say that I've only read three books in 2021, but Push was insanely wild and crazy, disturbing, but, you know, page turning. I just finished Elisa Starts a Rumor, Jane Rosen. It was fabulous and fun. Um, and this was amazing. The Midnight Library. If you don't follow Matt on social media, he's brilliant. He's got tremendous depth and insight. Um, and then my TBR is right here. I don't know if you could see that. But I've got, I've got the art of happy moving because we're moving soon. 
and just a bunch of other great books. I won't bore you with lifting oh, I, names. I love, I love but, that I recognize two debuts, at least on that stack, The Kindest Lie by Nancy Johnson and The Henna Artist, both fabulous yes. debuts. Okay, yes, yeah. and I've got Lauren Willing, I've got Moms Don't Have Time to Zibby, um, Everything After, and I, I, I can't wait to read all of them. So awesome. I'm a huge supporter of other authors and I love reading, so. Yay. And let me pop up your social media here just because I, I do want to encourage people to connect with you um, on Instagram. You're at, at Rochelle B. Weinstein. And you can see here some of your gorgeous photos that I was talking about earlier of Florida. And RochelleWeinstein.com is your website. Everybody can find your other social media and your newsletter and everything there. Before we wrap up, though, is there anything I haven't asked you that you want to be, be sure to say or to talk about? Um, just, you know, in this business, it's really important that we all support each other. And actually, I'm going to share something that my friend Alyssa Friedland shared on her Instagram story today. And it said that every, and I think it was from a woman, Michelle King, and I could be wrong. It was from her Twitter. But every bad review should come with the following saying, um, but I'm really proud and impressed that this person actually wrote a book. Right? I like that. Yeah, I just thought that that was something a little, a little um, nugget of wisdom to leave with everybody. Um, writing reviews really helps authors. I'm, I'm, I'm trailing off. I don't know what I was trying to say. Yeah, no. In fact, I was saying thank you to you because you reviewed my book last year, and it really helps authors. Like, like when we support each other, it's not just being able to take that review and use it. It's that little ego thing that says, okay, I'm, I can do this. I'm capable. Like if this other person that I admire says I'm capable, okay, maybe I am capable. I can keep going. And especially as like you work on the next book, those things really help. Well, it's just about lifting each other up and being and showing kindness and not just in the writing world, just in, in, in our entire world. I mean, if we practice that, those lessons in the real world and they trickle down to this little beautiful community that we're in. It just makes it a happier place. There's a, a beautiful hashtag on Instagram. I think it's hashtag kindness matters that if you oh, yeah. follow it, it has just these uplifting, beautiful, lovely stories that people share. No, this community is very generous and very supportive. And, you know, I feel very blessed and grateful to be a part of it. And because of that, it is so easy for me to give back to this community. I tell writer, anyone who's listening, anyone who wants, you know, any type of advice, you can email me on my website. I have phone conversations with aspiring writers all the time and I'm happy to help and, you know, let them pick my brain and whatnot. That's probably more gratifying to me than reading my book sometimes. That's an amazing offer. Thank you for making that offer for our listeners here. And thank you for joining me today. Thank I really appreciate me. it. I'm so glad we got to talk and I hope you're well and safe and healthy and everyone around you as well. Thank you. I appreciate it. Likewise for you. Take care. Thank you. If you enjoy this podcast, then let me recommend another one I'm sure you'll appreciate. In the Thoughts from a Page podcast, Cindy Burnett, who's an avid reader and literature lover, interviews authors and publishing industry insiders about the latest and greatest books and trends. I especially love her focus on raising up the visibility of debut authors. Find that podcast and all the links, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and several other platforms at www.thoughtsfromapage.com. If you'd like to see the video version of this interview and many others, 
visit bestofwomensfiction.com. Or follow me, Lainey Cameron, on Instagram, where I share these interviews weekly. You can also subscribe right here to the podcast.